<laughs> yep. So, what's going on, Javi? Oh shit! <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome, Javi. What's up? <laughs> the man. So, oh, damn! It's good to be here, man. Hell yeah! This is this has been a this has been kind of a long time coming, and I'm I'm pretty excited to be on here. Yeah, we've been uh, talking about uh, uh, doing an Ava yeah. in-depth review and analysis just because of how amazing the, the show is. Yeah, and, like uh, ever since you watched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ever since I watched it, yeah. I, I hadn't actually seen it. Um, and it was just incredible because I didn't know um, it even existed until recently, unfortunately, when it came on, on, on- YouTube. Mm. Or sorry, on Netflix. Netflix, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, after the Netflix release, I was like, oh, wow. Like, And then you suggested I watch it, and I watched it. And then um, it's right up my alley in terms of... Uh, yeah, and I know, knew it would yeah, be. Yeah, occult yeah. stuff, you know. Occult stuff, stuff yeah, yeah, a yeah. bunch of like uh, <laughs> symbology and all that. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. that excited me to kind of uh, take some notes on it. and uh, You went all in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like all, like all I have right now for this uh, deep dive analysis is like uh, what uh, first viewing from high school and second viewing from like a few days ago. <laughs> so it's all in my mind and like a you know a few pages of wiki material. But you know I, I think I could I think yeah, I could catch yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I didn't. I didn't it's, for me, it wasn't like oh my god, like full on either because uh, I I just stayed up really late mm-hmm. and I fucking took a bunch of notes like real quick. Um, probably shouldn't have stayed up that late. I stayed up till like three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, writing stuff down, and uh, yeah. uh, the cool part is that after I wrote it down, I don't. I feel like I don't really need it, you know. Like now, I can. It just like yeah. I just it's in here now. And yeah. That's the that's yeah. the, the the curse of the Ava. <laughs> <laughs> it gets within you. It gets inside your psyche. Yeah, and, and it it's, takes yeah. over. It's great, and yeah. So we've got. Um, I can see you got uh, some set, some set yeah. toys here. Some uh, model kits from the time the the show came out. That's pretty amazing. Those things are now probably as old as we are. Yeah. Yeah. No, older, like uh, older in terms of in terms of me. Like what these came. Uh, I don't know. I'm a. No, li- no, I'm a yeah, they're yeah. they're a little bit younger. A little bit. Yeah, younger, a little like bit two younger. years two years younger than me. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And they're in such excellent condition. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. yeah so that was uh during I got these like during my high school days, like uh just went on eBay just fucking <laughs> try to find them. Like that one, the mass produced one, that was that was a tough get. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Yeah, yeah that, one's, all of them. that one's sick. Yeah, so I kinda like you know, you, you probably know more about the franchise and the specifics and the anime, the producer and like yeah. all of the like the, te- the technical the, the technical aspect. aspect of it. I'm more probably gonna focus on you know my interpretation. Of well, yeah, it. there yeah. there's a lot of ways to look at it. You know, like yeah, there yeah. you can you can do a a psychological analysis. You can do a symbol like a sy- symbolic analysis. Yeah, yeah. You can do a plot analysis if you want, but everyone has done that already. Yeah, like a timeline yeah, analysis. Yeah. Everyone's done that. Um, yeah, no. Let's let's do like uh, so. I can I'll start off um, with uh, like a series, the series of events. So let's kind of review yeah. that. All um, right. Yeah. So like from episode one. Yeah, kind of like in general. So, okay. So if if we were to think about, 
Evangelion, the series of events. Um, and I mean, the main timeline, not anything else. Yeah, not like, like not, focusing yeah. on the, yeah, yeah, the TV show exactly, and the movie. Exactly, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, forgetting all the other, uh, what do they call them? Uh, non-canon yeah, worlds. Yeah, like the spin-offs and, and, the spin-offs and all that. Like and the, the different mangas. And original shit, canon. Yeah, yeah. Original yeah, canon. Yeah, so when we talk about the original canon, right, we can start off with the name. So it's Neon... Uh, Neon Genesis. Neon Genesis Evangelion. Evangelion. Uh, well, Shin, Shin Sekai Evangelion. Yeah. So yeah. for me, that's kind of like uh, like a new... It, it, for me, that means if you break it down into language translation, new interpretation of Genesis. That's yeah. What, that's what that means, right? Yeah. So, the the official translation, like how they... The marketing title is uh, the new gospel... Uh, gospel for the new century. I think that's what it is. Ah, uh, gospel for the... Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. See, it makes perfect sense. So, yeah. immediately, me being someone who has read different translations of the Bible and the Torah and things like this, I quickly grasped the title and was like, oh, like, so maybe this has to do with a reinterpretation of the Torah, which is like the first testament of the Bible, right? Mm. Um, so that was my first, like, clue to start looking for, you know, uh, kind of uh, imagery and uh, subtle, like, you know, uh, there's correlations. A, there's a lot and, of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so one of the, one of, you know, so we know the title represents Genesis, the, the, the first book of the Torah, uh, and so now, um, when we look at, uh, so, so the first episode is, uh, Shinji, right? And, uh, he's, uh, this is kind of like the intro to the cartoon and he's going off to, uh, uh Tokyo to three, Tokyo three. Yeah. We know Tokyo three is like the last stronghold or whatever after the second impact. So we know, we know that there was a first impact. Mm hmm. Right, because they call it the second impact. We know that there was a second impact, you know, recent. Yeah, uh, it was a recent uh, uh, collision or event, and that happened um, 15 years prior. So that happened on Y2K, right? Or, oh yeah, or within that, the yeah, within yeah. the timeline of the show. That's within, right. Yeah, so that happened in the year 2000. Yeah. The second the, impact because the show takes place in 2015, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and and the uh, the the second impact happened in the year two thousand. Mm -hmm. So according to the show, which is really cool because like that's like also right up our alley. Like like <laughs> and then it was made in the nineties. Yeah. So uh, you know, ni yeah ninety ninety six. <laughs> yeah. So you know it was made the the day or the it was made the year Tupac got smoked. So. <laughs> <laughs> so Cosmic coincidence. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you saying are you saying Tupac's death was the the real life uh, second impact? That's the second impact, bro. <laughs> That's the second impact. But so all right, so we know that there was second impact fucked everything up, and then uh, you know there were some survivors, and then uh, and now everyone thinks that there's going to be a third impact, right? And the people, so so there is an organization uh, called Seal. Or Sealy, however or you want to say that shit. Like, yeah, or, they pronounce or Zela, like five different however names. the fuck they say it. Soul, but, soul in <laughs> German. That's what it is. That's the point. So uh, <laughs> these dudes um, are like a secret cabal uh, that are gathering together, right? And they're they're meeting, and they want uh, they have a, a particular agenda, right? And um, Nerve, which is the operation that controls uh, the Avas and the creation of the Avas. Nerve is 
a, like a, an umbrella organization. Yeah, they're like a, to like, seal. a like a pseudo military wing. Uh, yeah, yeah, of 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 seal. Of seal, yeah. And 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 seal has many, uh, you know, um, sub umbrella organizations like yeah, that. Yeah, like the yeah. what? There's nerve. There's the. Well, that's kind of a spoiler, right? Like the oh, full spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're like yeah, yeah we're full. gonna we're gonna fuck this up. So if yeah. you haven't watched it, don't don't listen to it. Don't listen to this. Watch this. <laughs> watch this after. Like like another one of like uh, seals. Uh, I guess like puppet wings. Like as we find out later, is like the Marduk Institute, which is like the the place where they select the candidates for the Ava. Mm. So it's like they they had this pretense, like oh, they're like scientifically selected. To be Ava pilots, but then it turns out, like you know, after the whole conspiracy plot at the end of the series, it's like, oh no, that place belongs to Seal too. Yeah, so yeah, they were controlling yeah. everything. Yeah, that's a crazy thing yeah. that uh, you know, once you realize that uh, that they were selecting uh, candidates to pilot Avas based on the predisposition of their mothers. Yeah. Yeah, so once you figure that out, you're like, whoa. That's so, right. Yeah. And, and that's why they're all kids. That's why they're all kids. Yeah, uh, yeah so um, so let's talk about um, some of the symbology in the, uh, in, in even just the intro. So in the intro. Oh, yeah, the intro. The intro is packed with it. And yeah. uh, before we get into that, let me respond to a common uh, criticism of this kind of analysis. Because there's a lot of people that are that are like, it ain't that deep, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it ain't yeah. that deep. Like, you're just looking into it. Oh, the director himself said, like, oh, we just used this sim- these symbols because it looked cool. Well, let me tell you something. He didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a production designer. The production designer was like, oh, yeah, like, we use these Christian symbols because they look cool. But Hideaki Anno himself was like, oh, no, I was trying to, like, I forgot the exact quote. Like, maybe you could pull it up. But it's like, he, he was saying, like, he wanted to come up with, like, some new symbolic meaning or something along those lines but like it wasn't just because they look cool no that's like, that's crazy to say that it's because oh oh the series was uh created uh you know as this is just eye candy this is just yeah. a, because the t- it's in the title it's in the symbology it's in and when and when you look at the story itself, it's like all of the symbols tie into the story so well so it's like how could it not be intentional yeah, it's in the it's right? in the plot and then, like you said, um, you know, like Jordan Peterson said, uh, you know, how can you possibly design something so intricate, frame by frame? That's right. Yeah. Because it's animation that makes it even more intentional. Exactly. Because they had to go in there for hours on end, looking at the same thing over and over, over and over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like at a point, they're like, "Oh, maybe that doesn't look as cool. We could change it." But no, they did it. No, they did not. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll look at some of the symbology that, that's used here in Evangelion. So um, here we can pull up some of it um, so we can kind of get an idea of what's going on. Yeah, I used DuckDuckGo <laughs> for Google. <laughs> so um, we can start with the, uh, the first symbol that we see is the Tree of Life, right? And we see this is a Kabbalistic symbol. And uh, we see it like immediately as sh- when the show opens. Um, we're gonna get, you're gonna get taken down with your humming. So it's too on key. It's too on key. What the heck? I want. I don't want your fucking juju B tree of life. Uh, let's see. 
That okay. should be it. Yeah. So we get we get that this one. symbol. Yeah, yeah. That, that that thing shows up everywhere. We get the Kabbalistic tree of life here. So like probably that one exactly too. It's the, this one exactly. In the intro. That's exactly right. So yeah. uh, they put in the tree of life, which is instantly gives you the whole plot of the the story. Just as soon as they input this symbol, mm. they automatically point you to the direction which you need to look to figure out um, exactly what the show is about. And I'll tell you why. Because... Well, let me tell you. I don't know why yet. <laughs> well, this tree of life here, right? Uh, yeah. Once, you know, this is like a, a, a piece of information that isn't really readily available to us Gentiles or to anyone else. The only people that... Uh, this is kind of like a word of mouth passed by through oral tradition type of information that even I don't really understand fully because you can read the book, but the interpretation is based on a word of mouth oral translation. So we might not even know it unless we were, you know, maybe like Hasidic Jews or something like that. But they believe in something called the Sephirot. So we'll go and we'll Wikipedia uh, what the Sephirot means. Um, this is really crazy because uh, the Sephirot is described as a superconscious will that is beyond conscious intellect, right? And uh, this is like, you can think of the Sephirot as the idea of the LCL, right? And, uh, and that becoming one. Mm. So the people who worship the Tree of Life and who uh, know what the Sephirot is, they are uh, trying to reach instrumentality, essentially. There are people in this world who exist whose purpose in spirituality is to reach instrumentality. To, become, to one become one with everyone. With everyone. And the Sephirot is, is one of the books that talks specifically about that, about instrumentality. About that concept. About that concept of instrumentality. Oh. That's a really trippy thing. They actually, and I have, a, I have it written here, they call it, the re reunification of the separation of life. So that's what they call it. And so how do they do that? So the tree of life is the separation, the fragmentation of, of the creation, right? The one individual creation. So if the separation of life, the fragmentation, right? The fractal breaking up of life into individual consciousness, right? If that is the tree of life, literally, right? The only way to go back to one is to destroy the tree of life. Mm, to so, lower lower the AT fields. Yeah. So the yeah. way <laughs> the way to do that, according to them, you know, in the Sephirot, is <laughs> well, we already know, instrumentality. Right. So there are people who do believe this. And this is the key mm. the key idea of the Sephirot and in the Kabbalah. And you can see the imagery is there. I mean they've got They've got it. It's right there. And so in in the in this belief of the Sephirot, there's also the belief of the tree of life, which is the fragmentation of life and and uh, kind of like uh, the the power behind uh, gods. So um, you can think of that as, uh, you know, what gives Adam the power to be Adam. 
right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, then there is the uh, the tree of knowledge, you know, which mm-hmm. is why Adam and Eve were forbidden to eat from the from the tree right. of knowledge because if they contain the tree of life and they merge with the tree of knowledge, then we know that that is blasphemy and they're cast out of Eden, right? So it all has to do with all these things. It's essentially a story of creation. It's not a mythos. It's not like uh, some crazy made up. Because, you know, you're right about the criticisms not being so deep. Because one thing that was really annoying uh, after, like, seeing a few reviews on and a few breakdowns on the subject, mm-hmm. people kept on saying that, uh, you know, they were disappointed that it was aliens. Like, they were like, oh, yeah, like, like such an easy explanation. Like, as oh. if, yeah, they're tired of seeing aliens and everything. You, you and mean these people who are doing these ana- analyses? analyses yeah. yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They, 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 do, they dislike the fact that it has to do with aliens and space and cosmos and God. Mm-hmm. They much rather would have the show focus on interpersonal relationships between the characters. Which it does. <laughs> Which I mean, it, it does. does. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But to me, that's just kind of like the cloak used to kind of cover up the overlying underlying story right so i kind of see it as more of a different layer you know it's a layer with its own merits like the the whole interpersonal stuff because you know like that's another like like i said it's another level of analysis you can give to the show is the psychological aspect of it yeah that's but, true yeah, yeah, but, that's but true. like foundationally it would be all this stuff yeah yeah uh, you're right there's this is the underlying layer and then we have the the psychoanalytical layer of like the breakdown of why you know our thought process right. and like how it, we it, go about it it's existence. like weaving this kind of thing like weaving the the concept of the fragmentation of life into a psycho psychoanalytical uh way of looking at things where you know like they they have the the metaphor of the at field the at field in the show it's basically uh, a weaponized personal space yeah you know? yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. So let so we know that there are several different uh you know um layers to the story yeah. you know um uh, beginning with the underlying layer of the religious or metaphysical aspect right. and then we have the interpersonal aspect and then we have the timeline aspect mm-hmm. and so well, we we have like we even have like the individual aspect the of individuality. like each of the characters pathologies everyone is sick yeah which is cool because uh, <laughs> everyone is you know, sick in the show the self-discovery is amazing you know in the show like that's like the best part in my opinion mm. you know like when everyone yeah uh, yeah yeah i so, agree yeah so so let's let's talk a little more about like some specifics so we know that um you know yeah this is just the intro yeah this is this is just the <laughs> intro so we know that um According to the show, you know, and we're not going to go by the timeline of the show because it's everywhere. So we'll Mm. just go like from the beginning of time, which is there was a first impact, right? Yeah. And the first impact occurred six billion something years ago. Like the first impact is an actual thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And so from a scientific perspective, that can be interpreted certain ways. And, you know, but in this series, it happened six billion years ago or whatever. And we know that the egg of life, right? So the so the the, the way the story breaks down it, uh, is we know that the creation myth is that um, you know life is spread out in the cosmos by gods, right? And these gods um, send eggs of mm. life to every uh, 
to every planet and uh, it can only have one seed at a time. So only one egg can be in one planet at any given time, right? And then the egg is essentially has an angel in it and mm-hmm. the angel will come out of the egg, spread out and kind of like populate the earth and then create humans, right? So that means that every angel has a capability of becoming humanity. Right. And humanity is the ultimate end goal of creation, right? That's what the ultimate um, life form with perfect. I, I get, yeah, 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 like within the within the context of the show, yeah. <laughs> yeah, within the within the context, of, this is still all within the context yeah. of the show. Yeah. So uh, I think like the the actual first impact is like the creation of the moon, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. The creation of the so moon. so they got that like it's cool. They got that, and then they made this whole. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so then uh, we know that um, the black moon mm. is what they call it in the show is the egg of life. Yeah. Right. Which hits the earth and uh is buried under the earth now but it still exists on earth so this is a secret that you know these secret cabals like seal like yeah. they, they know all this right they know creation a- they, according they, to the dead sea scrolls yeah, yeah which is even there's not even wait okay. wait okay wait one. yeah yeah so so but like they, that's how they know that's apparently. how they know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the egg hits the fucking earth and now uh you know um lilith spreads her lcl across the earth mm-hmm. and uh now we have humanity right um the lilum the lilin yeah. yeah so um we are all one angel we are all one We're, collectively yeah, yeah we are just separations of it uh fragmentations of of uh of one angel we can all be one if we want to but the angel decides to fragment itself in order to create boundaries and limitations so that it can not feel lonely right mm-hmm. that's the whole the whole the that's whole a, goal yeah that's like a whole uh theme of the show yeah the uh. whole theme is that uh suffering is worth uh combating loneliness so yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's right. the lesser of two evils so if if the angel does this right we know that only one angel can be in on one earth or one planet at any given moment right so if another angel decides to descend on the same planet that is when a an impact would occur mm. because uh, the two angels cannot occupy the same space. And so one of them has to go. And when that occurs, uh, the gods that created the angels and the eggs of life kind of had like a like a preemptive plan for uh, in case there were multiple um, eggs of life in the same earth. So they provided what they call the Spear of Longinus, which you have here on the desk. There there. we go. Hey. (laughs) So, um, you know. You know, they they made some chopsticks that are shaped like. Oh, hell yeah, dude. (laughs) That's that's not a chopstick. That's a fork. Uh, I'd eat with that. I'd eat with that all day. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Yeah, let's get into the the spear. So we know that the Spear of Longinus is um, uh, a device sent from the gods uh, or like these precursors. Precursors. Yeah. It's like the only defense mechanism for each individual angel to be able to fend off other an- offending angels who want to occupy the same space. The spear is so powerful, will pierce through any AT fields created by any life form, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then so that it can reunify the uh, the angel, mm-hmm. the offending angel, back into LCL so it can get the fuck out of Dodge. So... 
we know that that's what the spear of Longinus is designed for. Uh, at least that's what I I I know about it. I think know? that's pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. So, like within within what how based on what you see. In yeah. The based show. based yeah. on what we see in the show, yeah. and uh, some of it was released later on in time in like a video game. And yeah. For like Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, like it was that, like so a yeah. PS two game. I yeah, think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah a yeah. bunch of like supplementary supplementary material was on that. Yeah, and it kind of yeah. confirmed, which is even cooler. It was like an Easter egg. They were like, yeah. here for all you guys that really want to solidify these the theories. Deep lore. <laughs> boom. You know. Yeah. As pretty awesome that they did that and i hear that the creator was involved in releasing yeah. those secret documents in the uh yeah because i we'll, think so yeah, yeah yeah so so we know that we have an egg of life we have the spear of longinus is the defender for that one particular angel that occupies any given planet at any time we know that there are two eggs of life on earth and in the series they talk about this they say there that um the geofront Right. Yeah. Which is the underground base. Yeah, where the nerve HQ is located. Exactly. Yeah. That. So the geofront they used the egg of life as a geofront as a super stronghold, right? Because they knew how strong it was, and you know, and it's buried, and like it's a perfect place to set up camp. So that's the geofront, and they have a pyramid-shaped installation inside of the geofront, which is really interesting and the inversion of it is also really trippy it's like it has its own gravitational field or something but something's going on down there where like everything's backwards and shit yeah yeah yeah. it's like like if i'm remembering correctly when they descend for the first time like everything's like upside Upside down down, that's that's like the uh submerged uh tokyo three buildings exactly they retract they retract yeah yeah yeah, which is awesome yeah so we know that yeah (laughs) and uh so they have a pyramid inside of the the egg of life of creation, which kind of is hinting at the true purpose of our pyramids that we have uh, mm. on Earth. You know, I think it's like some correlation could be made there as to I think so what <laughs> the the true intent of the pyramids yeah. were in their time. And like you, so, you know, you know, Hideaki Anno was was like do, reading about that shit too when he made that a pyramid. Oh, for, <laughs> for sure, dude. For yeah. sure, he, he must have. You know, it is well put together, like. By you know, like that guy went to the library for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we we see uh we see that you know that they use this egg to set up camp, but we also know that there was another egg where the second impact happened. Yeah, so, the Antarctica one. Uh, yeah. So yeah. according to the set to this to Ava Evangelion story, the uh, second impact occurred in Antarctica, and that's where the Adam egg was, right? Yeah. And the Adam egg. Um, essentially, it was there, it was dormant, right? It was put to sleep, um, and it wasn't active, and only Lilith was active, which is what, what humanity is right. in the show. Existence uh, is based on the god, or Lilith. the angel Lilith. Lilith yeah. Not a god, an angel. And so then we uh, we know that um, you know Adam is still on Earth in that egg, right? But is retreated in the in the egg. And so the people that are seeking, uh, you know, someone has a manuscript which was also provided. This is the third, the third uh, thing that was provided with the spear of Longinus. So let's uh, let's let's break those two, those three most important items down. So we have the egg of life. We've already talked about that. Yeah. And then we have the the spear of Longinus, which is actually a real thing. 
Right, it's based on something. It's yeah. Like the, yeah, like we'll get it's, into it's, it. It's based on the spear that was used to, uh, pierce, to Jesus. pierce Jesus, the Holy Lance. My man Jesus. So look, I mean, <laughs> to say that this is like absolutely coincidence or like just like... Like used you know, care- the, like uh, to suggest that the symbols were used carelessly. Yeah, for, for aesthetic, that's ridiculous. Cause look, I, I mean, mean, sure, they, they are aesthetic, but... <laughs> yeah, that's just a bonus. That's you know? a bonus. So we know that the spear of Longinus is what was used to pierce Jesus, right? In the crucifixion. And uh, and then now we'll talk about the third object, which are the Dead Sea Scrolls, which were uh, something that were that a, a document, a manuscript that came with the spear of Longinus in order to kind of inform us how to use the spear and uh, how to... Uh, or in the series, I should say. Yeah. It informs them how to use like the spear. It's like an instruction, uh, like a cosmic instructional manual. Exactly. <laughs> for for, for, for how to survive as an yeah. angel. It tells you, yo, uh, God was like, yo, I'm going to shoot you out to a planet, right? And then you're going to have to create humans. And then I'm going to give you the spear. And in case shit goes fucking haywire, you use the spear, you know? Yeah. That's basically it. But in real life, the Dead Sea Scrolls is a manuscript that was found in the Qumran caves. And this, this manuscript is pretty crazy because it's the oldest uh, version of the Bible that mm. we have. So it's the most accurate, oldest version. And it goes against everything that the Bible says uh, for the most part. That's plenty of books were taken out and redacted. This shows how much redaction had occurred over time. Mm. Uh, up until our version of the would, King James. Would you say, like, this is the original copy or this no, is just the oldest one? It's just the oldest just the one. Oldest. It's not the original one. Mm-hmm. But uh, the crazy thing is that most people don't know that when you look at the uh, at the Dead Sea Scrolls, right? It, it has a lot of things about, you know, the Bible. But the crazy thing is that there's a, a Dead Sea copper scroll. So... And this is something that's really wild because it's actually stunted. S- scientists haven't been able to really figure out how is this possible that someone uh, could have created a, a Dead Sea Scroll out of pure copper. And I think it's a perfect mix of like copper and some amount of uh, of tin, which is really wild because that means that the metallurgy in the time was not really like – you know, we think that everyone was a bum who wasn't us, you know? Like everyone in That's the past – That's the popular – Yeah, like, uh, oh, they must have been cavemen and they must have been like – Right, dude. barbarians. <laughs> yeah. So this is the copper scroll you can see. This is like a replica of the copper scroll because, of course, like yeah, us peasants can have access to the real one. But uh, it's, it's really trippy, dude, because this – scroll has nothing to do with the other scrolls this scroll is a uh it's like a like a treasure hunt it tells you where to go to find particular treasures oh shit yeah people have tried <laughs> to, to to break this down and it's it's a MacGuffin map like yeah it's a <laughs> but a uh, p- people believe that it's a map to the chaos. It, it could be it could be a way to recreate the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, so the Ark of the Covenant is something else in the Bible that is a piece of technology that you can think of it in the Ava series as an S two drive hidden in, mm. on Earth, right? That was full of power. That um, so so the Copper Scroll 
it's kind of like a cool like um i i think it the fact that they talk about the dead sea scrolls w- will lead you to the copper scroll and lead you to the whole introduction of the ark of the covenant and what that means so mm. and it might sound like a stretch i know but i don't think so because it I, fit, it, it kind of it fits with yeah, the yeah, plot yeah, of, yeah. of the story. Exactly. It like, has, if you see the arc is like the S2 drive, which is a source of unlimited power. It's like, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so we know that we have these three items. We know that the second impact was created when, uh, what's uh, Shinji's dad's name? Uh, uh, Gendo. Gendo. Yeah. Gendo, that fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. we know that this fucker goes to Antarctica. And we know that he hates himself so much. Yeah, at the end, we, yeah, we figure yeah. out. We figure out he hates himself so much that he doesn't want to even give his son love because he doesn't want to reciprocate it. He doesn't want to be loved. Yeah. He, he, he Am I right to assume that he murdered his wife? No, um, I think that's what Shinji saw it as. But I think the wife... Well, yeah, of course, there's full spoilers. But, like, the wife kind of willingly gave herself up to to unit one you know mm. to be with it and and i guess shinji kind of saw that as a child and then like you know his hatred for his father kind of led him to twist that into like oh my father my father murdered my mother oh yeah. So yeah okay yeah i see i see where that where that story lies now so yeah. okay so she she goes into the ava yeah uh, willingly willingly yeah she also kind of seeks the same she understands what her husband wants right right and their end goal Mm -hmm. so she agrees to to be part of the plot right i i think uh maybe later things suggest there's like you can we can discuss this all we want but i i feel that maybe she knew what uh seal's end goal was but she kind of gave herself up to the Ava in order to go against them later. Oh, so she's like the ultimate savior. Yeah. She's the prepper. Yeah, yeah. I oh, think that's so. Interesting. Like maybe she saw what her husband and, you know, that organization was oh, trying to do. So she understood both plots and decided to divert from both of them yeah. and put in her own scenario by yeah. injecting Shinji into the equation. Which is yeah. essentially what the end of Ava is. It's like, you know, like that version of instrumentality is not according to either Gendo's or Seal's uh, plan, it's Yui. Yeah. 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 That's, that's like her. It's her. It's, it's hers, hers, yeah. ins- her instrumentality. So That's awesome. So, yeah. okay. <laughs> so they go down to Antarctica to experiment with Adam. And yeah. the whole purpose is that they want to bring back Adam to its embryonic state, right? So they want to reduce Adam to its embryonic state. It w- because they planned for the third impact. So yeah, they, yeah so this is literally... all in service of the third impact. Yeah. Happening. So, yeah. so, so the whole series we were watching it and we're thinking that nerve and seal are designed to prevent the third impact from happening. Yeah. But in reality, they fully are the, the instruments of creating. Yeah. The they're actively impact. trying to bring it about by defeating all of the angels you see throughout the series. That's like steps uh, outlined in the Dead Sea Scrolls in order to bring about third impact. That's crazy. Yeah. So okay, so we have the uh, the angels are uh, one thing that I couldn't understand though was okay, they want to create the third impact and we definitely have a beef between Lilith and Adam, right? But what is the what are, what are the interests of the other angels coming onto Earth? 
Is that I, I guess the intro explanation is that they have this natural drive to merge with another angel, I guess. But I, I'm not sure. That could that could also be what Seal is saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause my understanding is that if angels ingest another S two drive from another angel, yeah, then they possess essentially they're gods. Right. Right? That's right. one way to create a god, which is kind of like the, an entity with the same power yeah. as the entities who created us right. through the it's the fruit the, the fruit of life the s2 drive like yeah, how they yeah, refer yeah, exactly. it in the show. Yeah. so okay so we know that that's interesting because so they go down to antarctica they fuck with adam and then now they are uh, essentially planning for instrumentality and they want the third impact to happen and, and we know everyone wants it in their own way yeah seal the organization the secret cabal which has all this information because they have the dead sea scrolls they want instrumentality and they want everyone to go like they want to yeah. become one right because the reason they want to become one is because if they do then the uh they with the help of the ava right the creation of an ava which is a crazy technological feat and merged with uh with u- unification through instrumentality will create a god and yeah. so it, they wanted to create a god that would live infinitely. So they wanted humanity to live forever, which without all of the flaws and like uh, self doubts associated with being individual beings. Exactly, and they yeah. wanted they wanted uh, because eventually the moon and the earth and the sun, even after they're destroyed, you know, they wanted to continue. Beyond that oh. time frame. Oh, the quote from End of Ava, right? From, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They wanted to what continue. What Yui says. Yeah, so is that a, a goal worth achieving on SEAL's end? I see I see there is some, you know, it, it, it's actually not auto-destructive. It's actually they're planning for longevity, right? Mm-hmm. So SEAL isn't necessarily 100% like suicidal. They, they don't just want to end themselves for the sake of, of ending themselves. No, they want to transcend. They, they want to transcend. Yeah, they want to like st- uh, step beyond yeah. humanity. That's what they want. But Shinji's dad, uh, Gendo, he he doesn't want it for those reasons. He yeah. he just wants to become one again with the source because he hates everything and yeah. everyone. And he wants to see his wife. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and not knowing yeah. that his wife kind of <laughs> went yeah. against him in a yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. And and then uh, so those are the two active forces trying to bring bring about instrumentality, which is uh, which we don't think we've broken down. We keep on mentioning the word, but what Instrumenta- is yeah, what is instrumentality? Well, it's, it. it's like the it's the end goal. It, it, instrumentality is the event that drives all of the events of the show. Like everything is building up to this this huge cataclysmic event, and it's just you know the merging of everyone into this one super consciousness. You're breaking down the barriers, as you said, of the tree of life. Just <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. So okay, just melting us all into one. Yeah, we're melt. We're, we would essentially we would melt all into one being back into our original angel form. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the primordial soup. Right, the primordial soup. <laughs> yeah, LCL. LCL. What does LCL stand for? There is no official, yeah. There's no official um, uh, meaning to it. Like some say, like oh, it's a what link connect liquid. But really, the main point of it is, uh, it just sounds like el cielo. 
Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Like the the acronym sounds like LCL. That's why they call it LCL. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So so instrumentality is the uh, desire to end the fragmentation of life. Um, Lower those AT fields. So then we we need to. So this is the physical aspect of the show, right? But for us, the viewers, it would be the metaphysical aspect when we compare it to religious texts um, and these things. So, but in the show, there's a psychoanalytical version to this, and then that is the whole, you know, um, the battle of life and the struggle of suffering, right? So yeah. this is the two main drives that are kind of combating inside of people when the when the everything's going down, right? So, from the beginning of the show, Shinji is just a fucking terrible character. Yeah. Which is amazing because uh, it's just something that I talk about all the time. All the time I'm talking about um, what it is to want to be alive and what it means to conquer suffering and what it means to want to have the drive to continue, right? And how to accomplish that. And I feel like the show is one anime that is not appealing to the psyche of most of its viewers. As a matter of fact, it's like an in-depth analysis of what would be going on in a viewer's mind who's right. watching it. And yeah, and that's always my defense of the character. You know, like, you can acknowledge that the character is a shit. He's a little shit, right? But intentionally so. Like, um... <laughs> no, it's, it's funny... Whenever, you know, a, a lot of the times whenever someone says that they like Evangelion, like a lot of the times it's like, oh, but I hate that main character. Yeah, yeah. And I think the, the, the resentment behind hating the main character, ironically enough, it's those people who dislike themselves. <laughs> and they and they see themselves right. in the character and right. they're like oh like this is unpleasant like i don't want to watch this like you know like yeah and, and like this is what you know and like an average you know kid or with like as someone with a childlike mentality would react in th those kind of harsh circumstances yeah, yeah yeah and you know why watch a series with the same tropes that are provided by so many other animes you know like this one's different. This one's trying to get you to kind of it's it's shedding light. I, I on think that um, I think a lot of animes that are really popular, like uh, you know Naruto, My Hero Academia. I'm not trying to throw shade on those shows, by the way. Like I like My Hero Academia, but a lot of those shows are kind of like a really idealistic uh, coming of age story. Yeah. This yeah. Um, Evangelion is a coming of age story in a way, but depicted in a more realistic light with all of the harshness that goes with coming of age like that process is not an easy one psychologically yeah yeah and, yeah and one thing also that i realized is uh you know shinji as a developing character you know he he's battling with all this like self-doubt and all this yeah. stuff right and one thing that i realized is that anime for the most part like dragon ball z and naruto it's really rewarding to the watcher it's like you know, it's really misleading in a way. It's trying to tell you that everything is possible and that... Uh, yeah, you know, idealistic. It's idealistic. Yeah. yeah it's, it's almost as... Uh, you know what, what the rest of anime is? The rest of anime is an alternate reality where people go 
to run away from their current reality. To take a line from End of Ava, it's a substitute for reality. It's a substitute. Like that whole monologue. That like that whole monologue, the live action segment, that's like a comment on that. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. what is a dream and what what is this? It's like what's wrong with having a personal dream? It's not a personal dream. It's just a substitute for reality. Yeah. So yeah. to influ to ingest material or stories, storylines of fiction where uh the protagonist always gets the girl the protagonist he levels up he levels up yeah all these he performs like a feats of physical greatness and then becomes a better person for it yeah yeah Yeah. so we get all of these uh you know tropes from all these other animes that are unrealistic and i i feel are perpetrating one of the biggest uh you know like in japan in the culture of japan you know the, the family aspect is like a strong one, like the strong father, mm-hmm. the strict yeah, from, father. Yeah, from what I know, yeah, yeah. the strict father and uh, all these like stereotypes that we hear about, and uh, the neglect that the ch- children go through, being put through like um, what you can say uh, evolving into ad- adulthood mm-hmm. very quickly, and uh, which is awesome because that's how we get like badass electronics, you know, and oh. <laughs> excellent <laughs> mathematicians, yeah. you know. <laughs> Um, but the emotional neglect that they go through and the suffering aspect of life that they it's hard for them to reach that understanding and all, not just Japanese of course like everyone yeah, everywhere know? yeah everyone that that deals with a father like Shinji's father you know who just goes to work doesn't give a fuck pretty much abandon his kid and like you know and then it affects Shinji to a point where he wants to commit harm to others and himself you know yeah and uh this whole story is about overcoming that right that that uh neglect that was passed down to him and he didn't have a choice in that right know? right so for me I, I would i would imagine that hits at home with a lot of people who go through that mm-hmm. right and you know yeah and, you know we we talk about all these people that say that they hate shinji but for every like a hundred person that say that there's like a thousand people that are like oh fuck like i feel that you know yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we we break down or we're breaking down what, you know, the essential um, plot argument or the uh, what would you call it? The uh, the thesis, the the thesis, the battle is the cruel angels thesis. Yeah, it's it's between (laughs) um, it's between how Shinji is going from not wanting to live and, you know, not wanting others to live. Mm hmm. And uh, how he turns that around at the very end. Yeah, <laughs> and at the and the very end, the very end. Yeah, I mean, you should have done that like <laughs> at the beginning, you know? Like, dude, how many yeah, chances man. did you get? Shinji had to fucking watch everyone die, had to die himself in order to realize that hey, maybe dying is not that good. But that's, <laughs> <laughs> but in a way that's like saying, oh, someone who is as broken, as afraid, you know, as pathological as he is, they would need that, right? Mm-hmm. They would need to actually go through the complete darkest depths of hell in order to somewhat realize that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, the very last shot, it still shows that he has a long way to go. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is immensely dissatisfying for the typical anime consumer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, you know, it shows the true uh the true nature of carnal existence. Like as soon as he um comes back from the LCL and reincarnates into his 
self again and take yeah. his ego, he immediately cannot handle it and he just chokes out Ashka. the only other fucking yeah. human that is around. Like yeah. what? <laughs> what? But but you know progress. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, I think we're like jumping of too far, far, like far, too far, ahead. too far. So let, let's all right. all right, let's 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 continue <laughs> yeah. on this, or let's try to keep it in some kind of a timeline. All right, yeah, chronological. So, yeah, we've already gone through the the original argument plot arguments, the 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 baseline of the of the show, right? Yeah. So now let's take a look at the progression of the show and like from beginning to end right. and how it progresses. So. The first thing that we know is that there are angels that come that are descending down to Earth, um, and this is written in the Desi Scrolls as well. That yeah, they, and they like have, they come in a certain order, in too. a certain order, and in yeah. a certain number of angels. I think it's like fifteen angels. That, yeah, yeah. So and they never tell us who uh, they and during while you're watching the show. They never tell you who the first or second angels are. Right. They only tell you that the third angel is arrives, and they call that the first angel. So, yeah. Uh, but the, because that's because the first and second angels are Adam, Adam and Lilith. Lilith. Yeah. So we're the first two angels, and then after that, they 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 descend, and the rest of the angels. And I got a gas list. All right. <laughs> I got a gas list. So yeah. So um, we got true Ava fan. <laughs> taking the, <laughs> no, taking I'm the... not a true Ava fan. <laughs> um. So I want to talk about the angels because the first angel is Adam, and obviously reference to yeah to, to Adam, and Adam, then uh, course, and yeah. then Lilith, which is in reference to Eve, um, and then we got um, Sa- Sakiel or Sachiel or however you would pronounce that. Yeah, is the, the first is one the, we see in the show. The first one we see in the show. So, and all of the angels, um, the names actually mean something, and so if we take a look. We're gonna do a lot of Wikipediaing now. Um, so Sakiel, right? Yeah, you got it. And uh, you'll notice that it's always. Ava. Oh, look at that! <laughs> That's the. I don't want the Ava bullshit. I yeah. want the Archangel Sakiel. Right. Shapapow. There we go. So, oh look. That's a sick ass. Oh, look. Oh, damn. He's literally stabbing people with long antenna looking device. All right. So this dude, he's uh, from a a Jewish occult book, right? Yeah. That's, I mean, come on. Was that... uh, was that a name taken for uh, aesthetic, aesthetic purposes, for aesthetic purposes, or was that placed there pur- purposefully, right? And um, and each each one of the angels um, in the series has certain powers, and they can do certain things, right? And that's accurate to the description of the of the angel in uh, Kabbalistic uh, tradition, mm. right? So, uh, like the the only thing I know is that, uh, like the angels in those ancient sources, they are very, uh, abstract. Like the angels in the in the show, are. exactly. Yeah, like there's like what flaming wheels or something, right? Yep, that's like one yep. of them. That's one of them. Yeah, and these are all from the book of Enoch, mostly. Most of these angels are from the book of Enoch, which is mm. uh one of the books inside of the Torah, which is fucking a crazy book, dude. Like most people don't understand that when you read the Bible, it, like. People think Bible and they think, oh, oh Jesus, and like, fucking, right. you know? we, we apply it to what's 
currently going on, right? Instead yeah. of going to the the fundamental yeah, um, dude, meanings, like, of like it. read the book. I, it's I, fucking I science. Haven't, I haven't read it yet. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so and then all of so all I, of the angels we got. Uh, so just to shorten the the uh, the whole deal, we'll just put. You're gonna, you're gonna get shit for that. <laughs> it's all science. <laughs> <laughs> it is, bro. If you read it, it's all metaphysical science. It, it has very little to do with uh, any. For it's not a. What people usually say, oh, the Bible, phew, that's a book written by old men. That's whack. Like, dude, like, <laughs> that's not it at all, dude. This shit was written, like, so long ago. So let, let's just go. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, But I just want to see the angels in the thumbnails. Right here. right there. You got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sakiel. So... So that's the first angel, and then there's yeah. Shamshel, which is um, uh, the ar- arthropod angel. So that's a crazy, like, insectivore-looking ass angel, right? And then, so all of these angels, not all of them actually. Some of them don't actually have definitions, like uh, uh, biblical definitions. Mm-hmm. So they don't all have an actual. Uh, relationship oh to, like yeah, a, yeah. okay like an actual equivalent exactly right? some of the angels are not like like this one it's called matriel in some places in matarael and others this angel never it doesn't exist in the, in any of the ancient scriptures this is like maybe an additional or you know it's it's still a piece of fiction like i don't expect it to be like oh my god you missed one you know right so it's crazy to to, to you know compare these to the actual angels and how they compare right so here we see that this dude tabri kauru is a, a, a kauru <laughs> yeah is a, a vessel of of uh of adam, adam. Yeah. so in fact he's just he's still just adam but he's like a vessel for adam right um and then here we are humans so uh this summary of angels um, we don't have to break them all down, yeah. but essentially they are all related to the book of Enoch and they are all related to the same um, myth, mythos or story or of creation that is all in the book of Enoch, which is all in the first uh, first testament of the Bible or the Torah or whatever you want to call it. So this is all still within the same context, within the same uh, belief within within the same uh, confined ideologically, it's all the same deal, which is really awesome that that's accurate in that way. You know, for the most part, not precise, but well, whatever. Yeah. So there there are some aesthetic liberties, of course, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's an anime. Yeah, of course, <laughs> so, yeah. so you got they got to look cool. <laughs> yeah, so the the angels are one aspect of it, and we know, um, you know, they. Uh, they go on through all these battles with the angels, and yeah. they, you know, are yeah. Really, the structure of the show is kind of a a riff on the typical monster of the week format. Or you, what is that? It's um, you know, it's the typical structure of something like Power Rangers or, or even like shows like Supernatural, where every week they fight a new enemy. Um, right, like every every week, every episode has a new antagonist. So that the structure of the show is kind of a riff on that, like the typical Saturday morning cartoon. But yeah, that that adds a lot of uh, it it adds a lot of uh, flavor to it. You know, makes it makes it ingestible. You could say there's another level you can see the show. It's like a meta textual level where it's commenting on its uh, peers in terms of you know what kind of show it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So 
if you could explain to us um, what you think about so the the main uh, character, the caregiver for uh, oh Misato, Misato, yeah, yeah. So kind of, I wonder what you think about Misato and like what she represents. Misato, Oof. that's another. That's another like really. Well, all of the characters are complex, but Misato. I feel that Misato is like an older version of. She's basically a woman child, right? You know, like how we have man children. We like she's a woman child, like she hasn't fully emotionally matured yet. She's uh, competent as a military leader, and suddenly she's thrust or she thrust herself this role of motherhood, and she's kind of uh, like the struggle of becoming a mother, even though she herself is not completely capable of that yet, which is why she. You know, like, her interactions with Shinji always have this air of, like, weird sexual tension. It's... Yeah, the weird sexual tension is kind of like, whoa, that's just... Yeah, yeah. it's Freudian. <laughs> it's really Freudian. And, and it, 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 <laughs> there's really a lot of uh, sex eye candy for, like, throughout the whole series. Yeah. It's really freaking wild. Well, se- sex eye candy, but also, like, sexual symbolism. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it is like because sec- because sexuality is a fundamental fundamental part of existence. So exactly, of course yeah, yeah. they have to address that in the and, show. And one of the really interesting things is that it's almost like they in they a lot of the subjects sex subjects are taboo in a way. Like, yeah, like they have the developing young girl who throws herself on. Um, on what's that dude's name? Oh, Kaji. Yeah, yeah, old boy. Uh, yeah, she's just like, <laughs> old boy. And he doesn't even hit it or anything, which is like interesting to like that they would infer that that goes on in people's like, yeah, negative thoughts occur like right. that in people's consciousness, you know? Right. And so the sex in the cartoon is interesting because it's it's a hundred percent real. Like, yeah, people think those things. Like, if it were up to Shinji, he would smash all all the women that were in his life, and in fact. During instrumentality, they're all he 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 understands that he wants to be one with all of them. Yeah, with all of them. With all of them. Yeah. Yeah. He's not discriminating. Yeah, yeah. because he's like a fourteen-year-old hormonal teenager. Like, (laughs) of course. Yeah. 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 And uh, and another thing that about Misaru, right? Yeah, that's her name. Yeah, Misaru. Yeah, she that that's really cool. Is people like her whole character is all a farce. Yeah, the whole character of her interacting with Shinji is all psychological like all of like even like the her theme song. Whenever whenever yeah. you're in her apartment, it's like this like overly cheery kind of uh, off puttingly upbeat theme. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like this feels weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's yeah. because it's fake. It's a farce. Yeah, and she and they the she kind of uh, diverts from her character here and there. You can see yeah, like yeah, little yeah. hints of like the the uh, face dropping until yeah. you know that that uh night with kaji you kind of see like the barriers come down yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and also like when uh when she's like being all happy and they got the they got the song playing yeah the quirky little song and, and she's then, drinking yeah yeah <laughs> and then right after she walks out the or right after shinji walks out the door she's like rings up oh yeah uh, make sure you got surveillance surveillance on shinji you know like yeah that's the character she's playing it tough you know yeah. she's a smart woman like how, how else would you explain that a woman in charge of like a whole operation right right and in charge like, she, of, like her job demands that she put on that face 
Because she understands that these are yeah. hormonal teenagers, exactly. like you said. And she but, but gives then, them a little titty here and there, and, yeah. like, and but they're that, happy with that. But I feel that that's because her herself is kind of like psychologically not uh, developed. You know, she's oh. still, yeah, like she's still kind of, uh, like within herself, she's, she's still kind of a, mentally a teenager also. But she puts on this face of like being this, you know, tough commander and loving guardian and all that stuff. Yeah, we see that in in the in the instrumentality breakdown of her, yeah. right? And, right. And we right. understand that when Shinji sees her and, and Kaji doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we understand that uh, truly it was the, it's it's the other way around. So in reality, she puts on a farce of weakness around the kids to create the environment she wants to control them right but she's really a tough girl and in real like in within herself we know that is the opposite that yeah. she acts like a tough girl but really she's an underdeveloped teenager still like wanting yeah. these basic human exactly know. yeah and still you know recovering from the death of her father and yeah the, the yeah. which she also hated and right uh, is a parallel and, to shinji and, yeah exactly yeah. yeah and uh and which is and then another thing to to take into account with that character is all the cross symbology yeah. oh yeah like that's part of her look <laughs> like that yeah. cross that's important yeah, she's got the, the cross she's got the cross earrings she's got the scar she's got the the scar yeah she, she's got it all and for what do you think the cross represents in evangelion because it's everywhere yeah it happens when angels fucking explode explode it <laughs> yeah. happens when they shoot shit it happens like all across the show like, luring instrumentality and that that to me at <laughs> first was really strange because this whole thing has to do with the first testament and genesis and the reinterpretation of it right and i'm thinking what does that have to do with christianity that's the second testament that's something that mm. isn't really talked about in the show right but it is because the spear of Longinus is related to Jesus, Jesus, and there's crosses everywhere, and we know that Jesus died and was reborn, and we know all the story of Jesus. Yeah, and, and it can also be interpreted in the show. We also know Revelations is part of something that's in the Dead Sea Scrolls, and we know the Bible talks about Revelation and the the, the end of times or whatever. Right. right, the sea runs red at mm -hmm. the end of the show representative of you know the the fucking destruction and right all that. right so there is some christian aspect to it as well i think that that is mostly for aesthetic because i mm. don't feel like it doesn't really fit the like the, the common uh meaning of the cross right i I, yeah. I feel that you know uh here or there like in the end of ava there's the obvious symbolism of like the burden he's shouldering the burden he takes the cross i think that's pretty obvious but uh yeah, but there's a huge, uh, an, an immense separation between Kabbalistic, uh, mm -hmm. Book of Enoch, and uh, Torah traditions, the First Testament, yeah. which was written freaking a long time ago before Jesus. We're talking about thousands of years before Jesus. And then, mm -hmm. and then we have uh, the New Testament and Jesus Christ and Revelations in the end times written relatively after jesus death right mm. so it's ad it's a much newer book way newer and a lot of people don't even really like the second testament because of how it's been manipulated over time we don't, I see, we don't yeah. know the truth of the second testament or where it comes from or how it was developed so um that to me how do we know the truth about the the old stuff Oh, because a lot of like, like the Dead Sea Scrolls, and we got we see. have a lot of physical <laughs> yeah, evidence for right. it. And also, there's a lot of storytelling in the in the First Testament 
that has been scientifically proven by our science, by today's dogmatic science standards, which is something else that's really fucking awesome. You know the scene in Evangelion where uh, um, the second impact is happening in Antarctica Mm -hmm. and the the camera falls over. Oh, yeah. And it's recording them talking about the second impact. Right. And Seal is talking about, they're reviewing the footage and they're talking about, yeah, this is this is one of the best uh, recap episodes of uh, of any anime because it's a common trope within anime to do like, uh, oh, this part, we're going to recap all of the events. This is like one of the best ones where they present it as like this case file. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Really clever. Yeah. And, so, <laughs> and, the, and when the camera is falling over and they're and seal is talking about, uh, you know, scientists, they refer to science as dogmatic. They say. Look at these scientists. They're they're uh, they're dogmatic. They they, yeah. they believe their their belief in science is w- worse than like uh, religious beliefs and things like something this, right? like yeah, that. Something like that. I don't mm. remember exactly where it went, but yeah. uh, essentially, and they say, and these are the humans that we can trust with the bringing of uh, this and that. And it's like, yeah, because in the end, like we all seek that dogma, you know, like scientists. As much as they want to present evidence as uh, like fact and truth, uh, and dismiss uh, other fables and other stories as fiction, and uh, they they're very dogmatic. Like the scientists of today, the show was representing that that science mm. can be dogmatic in that way. Science right, can, right. science can discriminate against other possibilities. Just you know, <laughs> you remember the the name of the lower the lower level of Nerve HQ. No, what was that? Terminal dogma. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Terminal dogma. Yeah. See, and that—that's just because we might have an innate understanding inside of us in our DNA buildup, our genes, or whatever makes us us. We don't. We know these things. You know what I mean? Like we know. Like the show is trying to imply that we know these things. That humans. No matter which avenue they choose to discovery, that it all leads to the same thing. Like whether you use science for discovery or you use uh, spirituality for discovery or whatever it is, it always will lead you back to the same thing. And another saying that I like is, uh, you know, um, I forgot where I recently uh, saw this thing, but it it basically it says any science that any science that is like good science is basically magic. Like there's no differentiating like. Oh, that's it's a common idea. Yeah, mm. you know, and like it, uh, science can get so advanced to the point that it's magic to to us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything that science is is basically information that cannot be explained. Like, uh, and we con- we consider it magic until we break it down and understand yeah. what it really is, yeah. and then we're like, oh, okay. But that's what magic is. Magic is something that uh, is unexplainable yet. Yet, yet. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly right. So. Um, so I like that part of the show because they're trying to also give you the parallel between dogma in science and dogma in religion. And they're saying that it's the same thing. And the SEAL organization, they know this because because they have the, the book yeah. you know, and they know everything. <laughs> they have the instructional yeah. manual. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's kind of cool. And then so there's a sec. So that's during the second impact. Right. And then we have the angels come down and we have a. The, the Misaru, the girl character. Mm-hmm. And then she the has a... Captain, yeah, yeah. Captain Katsuragi, yeah. 
And is there anything that you want to add to like the whole sexual aspect of all these characters? Because she has a relationship with uh, Kaji. With Kaji. Yeah. And Kaji is also a in, in, very interesting character, dude. Like uh, for a second, like I was hoping that Kaji would. would I, while I was watching the show, I was hoping that he was gonna be like something great, like a much greater oh, pivotal point. Like they I were kind know. of they were kind of building up that character i thought he was gonna be jesus or something like that you oh know? you I thought was, he was yeah. gonna be more important yeah, yeah i was like oh this dude oh he, he's hiding something you f know? in the chat for kaji yeah. <laughs> you know and then he just gets smoked like you yeah. know like but that's that's brilliant right because like you kind of see like oh this the secret agent type character he's gonna get to the truth of this whole like instrumentality project and a lot of the information that's presented within the show comes from him yeah like, he's yeah, the yeah. one to see the embryonic adam he's the one that figures out the marduk institutes the wing of seal he's the one that figures out their plan and relays it to misato but then with all that he gets smoked by some rando like we, <laughs> we don't know but we yeah. do know one thing that it wasn't a rando because he knew who oh, it was. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. yeah, he knew who it was, and I've always wondered well, who smoked. Yeah, him. that's a like that's. I feel like a lot of people debate that. <laughs> like who smoked them? Yeah. <laughs> who from CO smoked them? <laughs> yeah, I would like to know. <laughs> I say it's a rando because like I I just find that more like poetic. That is just some guy that they sent over, yeah. and like he probably just recognized him on an off day or something. <laughs> but yeah, that's and then yeah. you know, but it could be someone that we know. Who knows? Yeah, and then the plot. So some of the information is given to the children. Like for example, like they never tell them what an Ava is, right? No, they never. They tell just them tell them to get in it, and there you go. They never. They, they they do tell them. They do disclose that the second impact is not what they published in the newspaper mm-hmm. and in the the uh you know the uh yeah the comment. Wait, uh, do they do they tell the children that? Yeah, in school. Yeah, and we figure out that the school is actually part of. The oh right, the, the school. Yeah. The school is just like a pool they pull from for for Ava pilots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought the the thing they were being taught in school was that it was a meteor, wasn't it? No, and, and so they they say, oh, they tell the kids that um, the common, you know, the established mm-hmm. uh, story is that it it was yeah a meteor, but yeah. that. But that in fact it's not a meteor, meteor. That it it was a human created incident. They don't mm. say what it is. They just tell them it's not a meteor. It's actually okay. it's actually a human created incident that happened in hmm. Antarctica. Yeah. I don't remember that. I think I don't remember that because from what I do remember, when uh, we get that information, the focus is not on the information, right? It's like you kind of see a shot of I think Shinji looking out the window, and you could just hear it in the background. Like the guy, the old guy is just, you know, rambling to yeah, students yeah, that are not yeah. paying attention. Yeah. So I guess in that moment, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> you were the student? Yeah. Yeah. So we know they tell him some things. Yeah. But yeah, most of the discovery is done by uh, Kaji. Kaji. Yeah, and, he, and eventually yeah. Misato. And eventually she f- puts it together. Yeah. And figures it out. And we know that Misato also has like a secret like revenge plot against the angels like yeah she hates the angels and she fucking wants to murk all of them which is pretty awesome like uh, <laughs> she's another one of those like strong characters like kind of like the she's the also one of the antithesis characters to everyone else who wishes for instrumentality right she's one of those that does not wish for instrumentality she yeah. wants to pursue life right yeah there's very few characters in this whole series that are like that right it's, it really comes down to her and 
Asuka, who, yeah. who are the main antithesis characters to the overall, you know. Right. And like when, every everyone in the show is like working on their death drive. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and for me, I relate to Asuka the most out of all the characters. Asuka, best girl. You heard yeah, it here yeah. first. Yeah, and, that, <laughs> and it's not because I'm an egotistical maniac and I fucking want to crush everyone. It's not because of that. <laughs> yeah. But it's because she fights her suffering. She transcends her suffering by pursuing life, which is really amazing because she, mm-hmm. she doesn't want to die. She and she gives people one thing that's also really awesome during the instrumentality breakdown of Shinji. Actually, it's not during instrumentality. It's during the moment that he gets stuck in the Ava and gets turned oh, into yeah, yeah. yeah he turns into soup or whatever for a moment for a little while. Yeah, I think they said a few months. A few months. I think yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> During that time that he's stuck in the Ava, he's having an out of body experience, right? And he's realizing things. And one of the things that he realizes is that Asuka is exactly what he needs because she, or in in that experience, it's explained to him that he exists as himself. But the only reason he could see the boundaries around his self is because other people observe him. So he exists in himself, but he also exists inside of Asuka, and he also exists right. inside of everyone's perception that make him up, right? Mm-hmm. So if if that's true, that then that means that every time Asuka gives him that feedback that nobody likes, nobody likes Asuka because no. because of the truthful, impactful feedback that she gives to everyone. She's not fucking bullshitting or fronting or anything she's no. just like hey uh, she's extremely blunt yeah and then that she does it in order to combat her own insecurities and her own right yeah, right she does that for like uh yeah like uh fundamentally you can see all of the characters as uh refractions of shinji exactly right? like yeah. shinji's like the base character and everyone else is just kind of like an alternate shinji so asuka like she's the anti Shinji, exactly. Because right? she feels the like deep down, she kind of has those same insecurities and those same pathologies, but she expresses it or um, overcomes them in a different way. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and the fact that Shinji realizes that in the out of body experience, he realizes that that Asuka, like every time something, uh, every time he's talking to himself in the out of body experience. Asuka is a character that he chooses in his own mm. in his own consciousness to tell him these rough facts, you know. Right, uh, and he's just like, oh, oh, right, like that's that's the the mirror, the harsh mirror. Yeah, she's the harsh mirror. Yeah, and I I kind of my drive is to be that. I want to mm. be that mirror for people, so that's why I relate to her because I want to be the truth mirror where everything that in comes into contact with me is rebounded so you can see yourself in me Mm. and that's my whole purpose of living probably is like i that's my goal is i want to provide the most truth for everyone be not for them so that i can understand myself in others Mm. you see and and it 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 helps you evolve and it helps you become a stronger person it helps you transcend suffering you know Mm. And, you know, that's that's at the basis of her story is the same. You know, she had an abusive family and she's ov- overcoming the same struggles. That's probably right. why she was chosen as a, as a pioneer. Yeah, that too. Like, uh, and, you know, the connection with the mother. 
as well. Yeah, with the mother, which I didn't actually know until I watched it again recently with you yesterday. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. I hadn't understood that uh, that is, their mothers were in the Ava protecting them. Yeah. 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 At first, I was like, well, "What the fuck is going on?" And then that makes sense why uh, why Unit Zero was always going berser- berser- berserk, berserk wild because yeah. Ray. Does not have a mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, that's why everything wanted to kill Ray every time she was either in it or outside of it. Yeah. yeah and he could see her. It was like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lot of theories about like if if there, if Ray doesn't have a mother, whose soul is in Unit Zero, right? Because like you still need that like uh, the the Ava itself still needs some kind of like you know a psychic connection to the pilot. So who the hell is in that thing? And the theory that I like a lot is um it's the first Ray, the oh. one that got murdered by um the scientist mom. By the scientist mom. Yeah. What the fuck, man? When they revealed that plot, I was wondering <laughs> like I put together the pieces right like, yeah. in my head. Like as I was watching it, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Like so. The scientists, so Shinji's dad was fucking two girls at the same time, right? Well, or, no, or, no, like uh, he started fucking the uh, Dr. Akagi after the mom had given herself up to the, uh, died. Like, died? Yeah. yeah. Damn. That's, See? Yeah. That's See, and, and, and this uh, scientist lady is like just tripped out. Like she's just <laughs> tripped out, dude. Yeah. She chokes out a, a little a, girl. A little girl. Yeah. And and but also the little girl, the original Ray, it was what is the explanation be, behind her creation because she comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, they introduce her like in the show and she's like, "Oh, here's Ray Yanami, this little girl." This is, this is a child of my colleagues. I don't know. She's yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to take care of her. But she's a creation, right? Yeah. A, a scientific creation, right? Yeah. yeah, so that she's not she's an artificial human essentially. Yeah. She's embodied uh um she's supposed to like I think they they made her to uh be a vessel for Lilith. Right. So she's yeah. a god. Yeah. And and so uh Seal created the atom version of her right right which with, is kauru which yeah. is kauru right and so so lilith uh so uh ray ayanami is the vessel for lilith right yeah. so and she's essentially an angel right and she's also made with biological material from the mom from the mom yeah yeah which is a weird fucking and, yeah <laughs> and they got clones of her underneath and they just that's how she keeps on getting murked and she just and comes back to life yeah. Yeah, they just keep She's... on like bonding new parts onto her and shit like so so in in the show they they have they they have um uh one scientific truth that we might reach in our time which is uh um you know stem cell research and all these things leading to regeneration of bodies you can say and mm. cloning and all these these are all technologies that are well within our reach like if they this was written in the 90s yeah so just imagine that this is like a really like accurate like prediction about that and another another aspect that for me is like accurate prediction is uh when you look at uh w- when you, you look at the scientist girl so mm-hmm. the, the mom that choked out the girl what's yeah. her name um uh well uh, the mom is uh, Naoko Akagi and then like the daughter the blonde one is Ritsuko. Ritsuko. Okay. Yeah. So the okay. the mom, right? Yeah. So she she is so important as well to the to humanity. She creates the AI democracy. The, uh yeah, the Magi. The Magi, yeah. which again is another 
this is crazy. The Magi is another second testament mm-hmm. or the three uh, wise yeah, men. The yeah. three wise men, and then the the names of the three wise men are accurate to mm. uh, the three Magi. The names of the three Magi was it like Caspar, uh, Melchior, and uh, what's the other one? It's a longer one. Yeah, yeah, Belth- yeah the, Belthazar. Belthazar. Yeah, Belthazar, yeah, yeah. So those those three uh, subjects, those are the actual names of the Magi. Mm-hmm. So and then the cool thing about the uh, AI is that it's f- the it's fucking awesome because I was watching um, you know and I I watch a lot of things about AI and what it could bring and things like this right some people some people believe that ai could be um you know like in the in the in uh the second testament or uh, revelation it is written that transhumanism or the bonding of uh tools with humans mm-hmm. is what's going to bring about the the end of uh or the 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 apocalypse right mm. only 144,000 people are going to live oh right with yeah. the numbers yeah, on yeah, their yeah. heads yeah derivatives of the number 12 are symbolic in the second testament and the derivatives of the number 7 are symbolic in the first testament and those numbers are throughout the series through the Ava series like mm. They're everywhere. Like Seal's badge has seven eyes. In oh it, yeah, and, like uh, that famous triangle with the seven eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like every time you look at the show, all all the numbers are either seven or twelve or derivatives of mm. it. And they also yeah, this is something I didn't uh, notice. <laughs> yeah, if you watch it, you'll yeah. notice that all the numbers are derivatives of seven or twelve. Very biblical. And then also the triple six mm. uh, to describe the floor that uh, that. You know, in the end oh, in, times, in in end of Ava, yeah, like the when Misato collects Shinji, right? Like yep, at that yeah, point, yeah, when she collects him there, and when he's going through his uh, through his hell on Earth, yeah, um, and when he doesn't want to live, he's this the roughest time he has on Earth is yeah. is in the six hundred sixty sixth floor of of um, Nerve HQ, of Nerve HQ, yeah, and uh, also we get six 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 as the uh, protocol command. That is put around uh, the Magi to protect it from the hacking. Mm-hmm. Also, also in the end of Ava. Yeah. So there's a lot of six 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 going on in the end of Ava, which which is a sign that it's telling you that Neo Genesis Evangelion is the first testament, literally Genesis reinterpreted. Mm-hmm. But the end of Ava is not. Mm. See, the end of Ava is the second testament. I see the coming. Yeah. Of the apocalypse, it's the rapture. Yeah, the ra- the rapture. Yeah, that yeah. that is uh, that is what the end of Ava represents. Mm. That's why they give you the six six six. That's why they give you the uh, oh, mass, the mass produced. The mass produced. That's Avas. why you get the sim- the symbolism of uh, Shinji bearing the cross. That's why you get the bearing the cross. That's yeah. why you, the mass produced Avas are the reaper angels that come down mm-hmm. to wreak fucking hell on earth like that what's okay. those fucking badasses and they they're white and they have wings yeah it's, 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 that's yeah, pretty on the nose that's on the nose <laughs> that's it's, really yeah. on the nose yeah so that's yeah. Is exactly what it is and uh their only purpose is to do that right um of course in the bible it doesn't say that they're human productions but, right you know, like that that's yeah. the part of the ava uh storyline yeah, yeah and that's fine you know yeah. again it does not need to be like Completely, canon exactly. We're not watching a fucking this remake is, of Jesus Christ. No, this you know? is a reinterpretation after all. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, a scientific interpretation. This is my favorite part mm. of the Ava series is that they combine old stories and they combine it with science yeah. into this new fable of what the producer could 
imagine how it could unfold in I our see. times. You see, yeah, this is one way it can unfold in our times. Just one interpretation. So, right. uh, so we we know that the that that's this, or at least in my opinion, that that is more of a Second Testament coming in the, mm-hmm. in the end of Ava, right? But it's cool because um, the Magi is one of those representations for me. The the three wise men. And because I think a lot about AI and one of the problems that we've had as humanity recently is trying to figure out, you know, they call it the singularity when when AI becomes sentient and we create a a being that is uh, more powerful than our our consciousness. That kind of makes us obsolete. Exactly. So one of the dilemmas in that is that we don't know whether to create it as its own entity where it can maybe overpower us and destroy us. That's the number one like fictional fear or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And then so then, then like that's the trope that a lot of uh, you know all of these uh, uh, AI gone haywire stories rely on. Exactly, right? yeah. yeah. And then so then we have the you know uh, I was watching uh, Elon Musk on the Joe Rogan podcast talking oh. about uh, AI, right? Yeah. And his suggestion is that we merge with it, that we become transhuman, that we implement AI. Into our consciousness so that that way it doesn't leave us behind and leave us to be obsolete. Mm-hmm. And that makes a lot of sense, right? Um, from his perspective, that's the best solution. But according to the Second Testament, that's the worst solution. That's what leads to... That, that reminds know. me. Did you see like a, a lot of memes? Like they, They've been memeing Elon Musk forever. But one of the many memes that has come up on him is that he's Gendo. Like exactly. they, they Photoshop like the glasses and the beard on him, and it's like Elon is Gendo. Yeah, damn, <laughs> it's exactly right because his idea of of merging with AI is that. But look at the series has created a much better solution, one that I would have never even thought of until I watched the series, and that is to create three AIs with the same capability, but we don't actually they don't have the power to act. Mm. They're limited to just uh, processing, mm-hmm. and then they're they're just like brains in a jar. Yeah, and then yeah. they vote, and then and then you know we take their vote, right? And and then the the vote of the three um, magi also represents the holy trinity, in my opinion, which mm. is uh, you know the the the. And she describes it a little bit in the series where it's three parts of her mother. Yeah, right? like her as a what, a scientist, a, a woman, and a mother. And a mother, yeah. yeah. So yeah. in, in, in uh, Christianity, it would be the Holy Father, the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, and the Holy Son, mm-hmm. right? It's the same thing. So, in, um, so when we look at uh, the AI Magi, um, so I just thought it was amazing that... Um, some that he the the director of this series created his his own version of what would be the ideal AI mm. which would be a democratic AI where we take the three votes and then we by unanimous decision decide whether to act on the votes right but it's very difficult to go against them because they're almost always right so, right yeah and yeah. we protect the magi at all costs according yeah. to the uh, to the series and yeah. That's really awesome. That's uh, the breakdown of the Magi is one of, my, one of my favorite parts of the series. That's kind of know. like an offhand comment in the show, right? Like, oh, like um, all government uh, processes are determined by the Magi, also, right? Exactly. Like, they they kind of just say that. <laughs> yeah, they do just say that. Yeah, and uh, it's it's, it's interesting. Dope. Yeah. yeah, and then they also explain the delay between uh, the general government 
Oh and, yeah. yeah, and actually yeah. their weak disposition as well. Like, right, they, they, like their machines are like garbage. Oh, that's to... right. The the whole uh, jet alone episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. JA episode where they travel to the the what is it the UN or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, so there's that, and then there's also. The, the fleet of... Uh, oh, the, the battleship. The battleship. Asuka's yeah, uh, uh, introduction episode. Exactly, yeah. And then... What the, a way to introduce her. Like, um, that famous image of Unit 2 fucking stepping atop of a Navy ship is like, this shit is my platform. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's essentially what it was. Yeah. yeah. And and that just shows you how weak general governments are like mm-hmm. compared to like what's actually going on, right? And so that I thought was really awesome that they portrayed that weakness and also the delay. Like we find out in the end, right when instrumentality is about to go down and everything's about oh, yeah. to go to the shit. The prime minister just found yeah, out he about just it. found out about it, yeah. and, and and he's like, oh yeah, we'll just cancel their budget. Like, dude, <laughs> this is beyond budget now. <laughs> yeah, you've already. Yeah, it's too late, bro. Yeah, you know? and that's something that's really funny because like that's what our governments are now. They're, yeah, they're weak. They're delayed. It's just a bunch of uh, bureaucratic red tape. Yeah, and yeah. they don't ever uh, do anything, and they're just everything is slow moving, and mm-hmm. and and another slow moving aspect when the uh, when the autonomous uh, self core uh, um, uh, Ava the mass it's some other country produces an Ava. I'm not sure what the name of it is. But it has a nuclear core. Yeah, that's the right. that's jet alone. That's what it's called. Oh, that's that, that's yeah. what you were just referred to. Yeah. Right, right, right. Like the thing that just keeps moving forward. Right, and then yeah. <laughs> and they call the government up to get permission to yes! disable it. Oh yeah. And then they just and they're just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just passing the line along to other people. Oh yeah, yeah. you're gonna have to get permission from this dude because I can't give you permission. Yeah. Like that's exactly what would happen today. If exactly. Some shit happened. Like, dude, and that came out of the nineties. Yeah, um, that's yeah. What came out in the 90s, and they knew that this shit was yeah. going to go this way, you know? Little little aside, but still kind of related. Like, this is why I recommend, uh, because you like Evangelion, you should watch Shin Godzilla. Because that's a major theme of that movie. Same director, same writer. So he's, he makes that comment about how bureaucracy handles disasters. Yeah, And yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, Shin Godzilla is awesome. We, we can talk about that later. Yeah, no, and, and Japan, yeah. I mean they have had disasters you know what i mean yeah so like, they know they know like they've had it's like this is just crazy to think how much nuclear shit has gone yeah. on over there yeah and they didn't even know or you know this was made in the 90s but the whole earthquake and the fukushima, fukushima. and all that stuff like man they they really you know um they really have uh good excuses for creating this kind of content because right it's, like it comes yeah. from a genuine place yeah yeah and yeah. i, I sh- i'm sure that where uh the producer what's the producer's name uh, for this hideaki ano yeah like sure, ano you know yeah, yeah, yeah. ano yeah, when when he uh where he grew up i'm sure it was dystopian looking like that it was know? yeah uh, a lot of the imagery like there's a, a famous uh, uh special about him that aired on like TV Tokyo, I forget. But it's like him going back to his hometown and teaching kids about animation. It's a really nice special. But oh. you get to see those shots, and it's like, wow, that looks like, you know, the streets of Tokyo Three. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, and, yeah, and and not only, I mean, and then I'm sure the survivors of those events, you know, from our doing, you know, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, oh. Uh, it reminds me it's funny like the whole uh i think it's unit three storyline you remember when they mentioned oh uh nevada was making their own unit 
And when they did, it fucking disappeared. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a little little uh, story revenge on America. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what's funny about that? What's about up? the the revenge plotline? Uh, look at the, the the description of the the powers of the world. So they have oh yeah, yeah they have, that's right. They have Western powers. Yeah. Right, and they're weak. Yeah. And then they have Axis powers. That's what we call them, the Axis powers. And it was who Germany and and Japan. Japan. Uh, oh what? Yeah. It's exactly the same story. You like know? that's why that's why Nerve is has so much power in this universe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that and you know so the Axis powers we know. We know good old Hitler, you know, he, you know, <laughs> he studied all this stuff. He knows all about this stuff. Hitler was out searching for the Ark of the Covenant and doing crazy occult things in his day, you know, like, and so maybe there's some, you know, correlation to why they chose the Axis powers as their yep. main storyline. Like, like maybe, you know, maybe not consciously, but like that whole history is deeply ingrained within that. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. for sure. Yeah. That's so crazy because they do represent the government's pretty accurate, you know. And then the whole thing, this is another, uh, I don't know if it's a theory that people uh, have looked into or is it canon or whatever. But have you noticed that um, the robot, the uh, you just, the jet, what was it? Uh, jet alone. Jet alone, yeah. yeah. That, so did you notice that it was hacked and someone had done yeah. that? Yeah. And then they reveal that... Uh, like it, it was Gendo. It was Gendo. Gendo's like yeah. all according to plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Gendo destroyed that subject for obvious reasons because yeah. he wants full control of all Avas. Yeah. Right? And he doesn't want any alternative Ava right. to be created. So that right. thing could have had potential to yeah. be the savior of humanity against the angels. Which is what they were thinking when they created it. But no, the Avas were created to bring about. To bring about destruction, yeah. Yeah. And that's the first clue right there. But there's no way I would have figured that out until the end. Like, you right. know what I mean? But like, that was a clue. Like, look, this is a real uh, one for defending humanity. Yeah. Destroyed. Here's and one, it's and, and it's a uh, run on a like a uh, man man made source. You know, nuclear yeah. power. A, a like. man made S two drive, brah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really awesome. And then the fact that the uh, this is my theory, and, and I don't know if there's any evidence supporting this theory, but the fact that the Nevada um, project mm-hmm. disappeared, also uh, um, Gendo. Seem to have known about that shit oh, pretty yeah. well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like highly questionable. Like. Yeah, I think I think he also did that. Yeah, and I think he wanted that Ava, so he fucking disappeared everyone yeah. in order to gain access to it. But and then this is the cool part about the Ava, um, about that. What what unit Ava is I th- that? I think that that black one that goes that gets uh taken control over the angel. I think that's unit four. Unit four. Okay, yeah. so unit four. And four is the number of death in Japan. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so unit four is the black Ava, right? Yeah. And, and you notice that when they're transporting it from America to Japan, mm-hmm. it, the airplane flies through a cloud. Or whatever, and it becomes electrified. And oh, that, that's for me. That was the symbol of. That's when the angel took control oh. of the Ava. Yeah, uh huh. That's how the angel got into it, and it was the, the fucking perfect plan, right? Take control of the Ava, and then put a pilot in it. Now the angel has full control, full power, right? Super, mm-hmm. super powerful Ava or whatever. It it took, it took Shinji going berserk to defeat it right yeah and um one of the best scenes in the show fuck (laughs) he tore that shit up yeah oh actually no i'm wrong it didn't take him to go berserk it took the ava itself to go it wasn't him it was gendo 
Oh, the dummy plug. The dummy plug, yeah. yeah. It was Gendo who took control of it and fucking made his son watch him murder <laughs> his friend. His friend. <laughs> <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> That's a rough one, man. And, you know, if, if Gendo, if it wasn't portrayed that he was an evil bastard at that point you know who, what else would it like take, that solidified you know? it yeah yeah like that's it right there like gendo's not good yeah you know he's crazy and uh you know so we know that that happened and so one thing that i always never figured out like throughout watching the whole series is what what, what was uh so we know gendo wants instrumentality but i had no idea why he had uh that thing in his hand oh adam the embryonic yeah. atom. Oh, so that's what it is. Yeah, like um, you know, we see uh, Kaji presenting the embryo to Gendo, and then a few episodes later, you see that same thing in his hand. I didn't see that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's like the same design, like the circular thing with like an eye. Yeah, yeah it's the that, same the, thing what in do his they hand. They call it a cochlea or whatever. Yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the yeah. That's the whole thing. He merged himself with the embryonic atom. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah so which is why he you know at the end he puts his hand in ray to merge but then you know, but that, she denies you yeah, know, yeah. She, yeah she denies she denies <laughs> so yeah all of these parallels between our our reality right and this uh fictional reinterpretation are are uh you know pretty awesome it, it's crazy because how can it be overlooked that's what the first thing in my mind comes to mm. my mind like other people, what do you think about other people's perception of uh, Evangelion? Like, what do you think the common perception of it is? Like, for the fans. Okay, um, yeah, I could speak a little bit to this because uh, as a high school student watching the show, yeah, I saw it superficially. I saw it as a really, uh, I remember my original opinion on the show is that, oh, you know, the first uh, half of the show was good because the the giant robot battles were, were really awesome. And then toward the end, when it gets all crazy and conspiratorial, that's where it lost me. That was my that was my first opinion on the show, and I feel a lot of people share that opinion, where it's like on on the surface level, it's a decent monster of the week show, oh, right? Yeah, but yeah. then once once um its true face is shown, that's when people reject it, and everyone hates the congratulations ending, right? Oh yeah, everyone hates the congratulations ending. But uh, rewatching it, I feel. That's a pretty good ending. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good ending. But the end of Ava tops it. But that that one was a decent ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a good ending. You know, yeah. it was a shortcut. You know, it was a shortcut for you know budget. You you know, uh, do you know how they lost money? No, I don't. From what I from what I remember, it wasn't the fact that they had a Saturday morning slot and it was aired to children. It wasn't the fact that Ava Unit One ripped Unit Four to shreds on TV. It was, I think. What did it for them, what made sponsors pull out, was when they implied that Masato and Kaji were having sex. Yeah. I think that's um, what did it. I think that's what um, made sponsors pull out, and that's why they ran out of money toward the end. And But hey, you know, <laughs> individuality and uh, artistic creativity are important, man. Look at yeah. It's way more long-lived as a series. The, We're yeah. watching it now freaking 
20 some shit years later and people are excited about it yeah and that that is because of the creativity aspect he took a gamble and he said you know what i'm gonna do it anyway you know yeah he had it planned all along you know no he did he definitely did that um the end of Ava was definitely planned from the uh, from the beginning. Uh, a popular misconception about the show is that they were kind of writing the show on the seat of their pants, like as they went along, because of the uh, budgetary uh, problems. But no, he had a plan all along all at the along. beginning. Yeah, yeah. And there are some shots in those original two episodes, the original finale and the show that show you that he had end of Ava planned. You see Masato's body, like. In the same position she is in End of Ava, you see Doctor Akagi's body floating in the the sea of LCL. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you true. see all of those images, so he had it planned. He, he plan, just couldn't yeah. do it to the fullest. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. So coming back to the original. Uh, the original thought, yeah. Uh, no, the original thought that we were that oh, we okay. were just describing. Um, uh, you know the the average perception of, yeah. of Evangelion and you know so you said you watched it as a kid and you watched it in a superficial way yeah I imagine when you got to the whole out of body experiences that that was also strange right it was really strange it was like what is happening what is the show yeah, very psychedelic and yeah it, the imagery is just like exactly it was wild. like really like not like I couldn't even process it and end of Ava forget about it man end of Ava's wild man it's yeah like, it's a little bit of action and it's all everything else is just yeah first half is like um you know on the ground plot like you understand it uh, on a superficial way second half that's the instrumentality part of it is like whoa it's mind-blowing it's mind-blowing and i couldn't completely comprehend it at the time but now you know watching it as a 25 year old it's like wow okay i understand this now holy shit what do you think about um you know the perception of Evangelion um, as superficially is it is it worth um, so so we know that money is a big factor in making anime and you know making any monetizing anything, something yeah. and you know creating content and stuff like that so merching it out merching it out so <laughs> do you do you think that that bastardizes the series in a way and the understanding of it or do, or or is it just another part of it like is it I think. Um, I don't think it bastardizes it. Like I, I'm, you know, I'm in a way I'm grateful for all this merch, not only because I like buying it, but because it keeps this, you know, this message alive, like in today's society. But also, I feel that it's, uh, it's ironic, it's funny in a way because the show was made to be a deconstruction of those kind of merch-heavy uh, super robot shows. But yeah. then eventually it became that. It's like, whoa, that's hilarious. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. So let's, uh, this is, uh, we've already gone through the whole breakdown, I think. I think we did a pretty good job of uh, describing I mean, the there's pieces. a lot, there's a lot more to, to go through, but you know. <laughs> For the most part. Yeah. 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 So let's uh, do a recap of reality and what the show represents in the real okay. world. So uh, we know that the, that there's a manga that created the, the show, right? Am I right? Yeah. No. No? It was anime first. Anime first, manga second? Yeah. The okay. the manga is actually a reinterpretation of the show. And some plot details happen differently. But um, I don't think it was uh, written by the original writer. Yeah. So yeah. so there's a manga. There's yeah. the show. And then there is... A bunch of games. A bunch of games. <laughs> yeah. Right? Then then there's the the uh, pachinko version of it. The pachinko. It, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, the pa- there, and uh, most importantly, the rebuilds. The rebuilds, which yeah. uh, w- 
I'm excited to watch, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. I haven't seen any of them. So. And the final one comes out uh, next year, so I'm excited about oh, that. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely uh, yeah. watch that and maybe uh, give talk, our talk two about cents that. on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm curious about what, what you think about the rebuilds because they do move a lot of stuff around. Mm. It's the same. It's the same story, but then there's pieces that are rearranged. And to what end, I don't know yet. Oh, yeah. yeah. I definitely want to check that out. Yeah. So, um, you know, we know that, or at least from the little bit of research I did, that uh, the series made its money mostly in the pachinko game, which mm. is like the gambling stuff going on oh, in, right. in Japan. And, yeah. uh, and Everyone then, has, like every <laughs> every big franchise has a pachinko machine, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and did you know they also made like some some hentai stuff like officially officially, officially sanctioned officially, hentai. yeah that's funny <laughs> yeah, yeah they made some of that stuff too. nice <laughs> yeah and and uh and they have some um some pretty like you know rated r games as well like oh uh, uh, like yeah. like hentai games yeah yeah so they have some of that stuff and and then we they have a train also right like a, yeah or they had a train they had a train a, yeah a, a, one of those bullet trains like a little promotional it. thing i think dude we don't do none of that shit in America. Like, what? When is one of our cartoons on a fucking high speed bullet train that the government created? Like the government, <laughs> yeah. the government allowed for them to put Ava on the that's, train. That's insane. Know? It's yeah. insane how big of a freaking thing this is. Yeah, and and how like the storyline is injected into it. That's a, that's the part that really trips me out. Like mm. this, this storyline is in there, you know? Like this kind of story is a huge like marketing entity, like how Star Wars is over here. Yeah. Yeah, it's as big as that in Japan, which is insane. It's insane, dude. Yeah. And and our stories I feel are just so much more I don't know, they just Would you say uh would you say shallow? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, shallow? I wanted to say that's the word yeah. I was looking for. Yeah. Our, our basic. Are, <laughs> <laughs> we have very shallow stories when it comes to our superheroes and our, you know, but Jordan Peterson would disagree. He thinks that they're archetypal and that those are those. No, it, like, yeah, it, it is. It, it's true to an extent that it's archetypal, but then uh, you could be exploring a lot more things with them. Besides that, you know, uh, I guess superficial uh, archetypal story. Like those archetypal stories can say so much, which is what Evangelion shows us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, man. So, hey, uh, I think we did a pretty good job of breaking this down. Um, I have no idea how long we've been streaming for now. At this point. <laughs> I was into it, man. I melted. <laughs> I, I became one with this conversation. You went back to the LCL. I went back into the LCL, man. And all our jokes, man. I, all, all of my jokes have been Ava jokes for like the past week. <laughs> Just yeah, <laughs> just like whenever I see a character going through some like out of body psychological experiences, like oh, you're just experiencing instrumentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or wishing death and all or these things. Yeah. yeah, it's all the same deal, yeah. and it goes Dude. back to the same thing, man. Like I, I've been criticized so heavily on the internet every time I engage people on the subject of suicide. It's mm. happened to me. So I've been blocked several times on the internet. I've gone to Facebook jail several times. <laughs> For speaking on the subject of suicide being selfish and weak and these things. Yeah. All of these, um, you know, um, there's like a new culture that's kind of like protecting that way of thinking, you mm. could say. Like, you know, we know. Um, kind of stepping around it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost as if they, 
they want to uh, they want to apply um kind of like uh, a description to it and they want to consider it a disease of some sort or like a mental illness and they want to give people support who are dealing with the, this kind of problem right and i think this movie is great because it's really truthful uh the series and the movie mm. is truthful to what the concrete uh not concrete but what the inner lying of the problem is you know the mm -hmm. true root of it you know and that the only way to solve it is by going in there and doing the hard work really going know? through hell and yeah. you know uh a lot of people like to point this out but during the show's production hideyaki ano himself was suffering through depression yeah, exactly so yeah. who who better than to kind of like it was his way of working through that exactly and yeah. i think that's really amazing because it's a way different from our perception of how to deal with depression which is Usually, you know, medicated medication and uh, all of this, like, this is really strange. Medication is one thing. And the other thing that I find is really counterproductive to battling depression is all of this surface level positivity. Like, oh, you just got to be positive and you just mm. got to boo, 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 like be positive. Like, that doesn't really do anything, you know, like it's not getting to the problem, the source, you know, right. The bottom of it. Yeah. So I, yeah. I've learned a lot from the show, man. I've learned so much from it. And it kind of solidified a lot of my already uh, intrinsic thought on the, mm. on the on the subject. And, you know, I'm glad that um, something else is out there and is highly visible and marketable yeah. and all these things that agrees with my point of view, mm. you know. Because I didn't really have anything like that before. Yeah, um, yeah, that like, uh, like in our circle, I guess you were known as like this the anti franchise guy. Like all these yeah. big franchises we see here, like Star Wars, Marvel, DC, all that stuff. It's like you don't like any of it, and I it's don't, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and it's understandable. But like this is as big as that as in big, Japan, yeah. as big if not bigger. Yeah, in, in a way, way yeah, in a way, yeah. yeah. And it's really awesome, man, because it's it's finally something that I experienced that is like on par with like my beliefs and mm -hmm. things like that. You know, it's pretty cool. And yeah, and I I'm not trying to throw shade on all the other like, right. Like you know, I'm I like I like the Marvel stuff. I like the DC stuff, and you know all, all that all that. <laughs> but yeah, I can't say I do. You know, mm -hmm. You've seen me sit in the movies. Oh yeah, before. Oh yeah, for sure. It makes me anxious. <laughs> I, I can't. can't you sweat. Yeah, you want to get out. I got to use the bathroom like 10 times. Yeah, dude. Like, I just can't do it. I don't know. Something in me. It, it doesn't help that all those movies are fucking long, too. Right? Yeah, yeah. They're all yeah, super long. They're all really long. It's crazy, dude. I feel, you know, I think that's what puts me off is I feel like I'm running away from reality mm -hmm. by putting myself in these alternate universes, you know, mm -hmm. learning about these characters, investing I, yeah. myself in the character and in its life. And like, you know. And, and, it, and I guess you feel that there's no like... Uh, it's not applicable to real life, right? Exactly, yeah. I feel like it's an alternate reality. I've always disliked uh, um, uh, any... Escapism. Is escapism, yeah. yeah. I, Which I, is what uh, Evangelion, like one of the core themes is anti-escapism. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So that's important for me. Mm -hmm. That's really important for me if uh, content reflects that, you know, because uh, that's the truth. And I'm, I'm all about truthisms and truth and mm -hmm. reality and grounding myself and yeah. what is here. So I'm really happy that there's something out there like that. Yeah, and to like lift your spirits up even even more. Like after watching the show, after like deep diving deep into it, you can you can actually see its influence everywhere. Yeah, it even yeah. influences our American media too. Evangelion, like a fucking um, like even if it's in a superficial way, like Spider-Man, like the new Spider-Man, his suit is a plug suit. 
it's loose, pushes a button, whoop. It sucks up. Yeah, yeah. like that. Like those guys watched Ava somehow. For sure. Yeah, yeah somehow. For sure, yeah. Yeah. And then you could, like, the imagery and, dude, and other animes that are within the same vein. Yeah, I hope that some other stuff, uh, I hope people get in some inspiration to maybe create more stuff like that because it's really awesome. No, there there definitely is. There's another show a lot of people uh, talk about uh, that I like. Uh, not not as, I guess, symbolically rich as Ava, but kind of close. Madoka Magica. I haven't seen that yeah. one, no. It's it's basically uh, what Ava is the giant robots. That one is to the magical girl genre, Ooh. like Sailor Moon and all that. So it's kind yeah. of taking a hit at that and genre. And there's another one um, that's also very apocalyptic um, that was also released on Netflix that I watched. Um, I forget Ooh. the name of it, but uh, it's a... Uh, it's a dude, and he turns into a, a demon. And Devil he, Man. Devil Man, yeah. Oh, dude. Devil Man is great, too. Dude. Like, Devil Man, yeah. that story is from the 60s. Yeah, yeah. it's from the 60s. <laughs> and again, it's yeah. very biblical. It's, you know, yeah. it's very, it's, it has all the same elements. Mm. It's, a, it's I, I like that like one I'm, as well. Like, I'm pretty sure Hideaki Anno watched Devil Man, or read Devil Man. Or read it, yeah. yeah. It's older. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's way older. Yeah, see, so, I mean, yeah, as opposed, that, to me, attracts my attention way more than... Uh, than all of the superficial stories mm-hmm. but i understand that there's a need for that stuff too yeah you know? yeah there's a need like that's it. why it exists like there's a market for it and people you know yeah that's the, the beautiful part of uh of the free market is that people decide what they want to watch right mm-hmm. you know i just i just you know i unfortunately i don't really like where our media is going now like mm. with like all of the marvel remake stuff coming out and all of these oh, yeah. uh, trinity movies for all of these like avengers and all this stuff and and it's all getting really multicultural and like really i feel like it has a different um other yeah you know? would, would you say that the i guess the agenda presented by these new movies it's kind of uh like forcefully injected yeah that's the problem with it is that I don't think it's anything that the public actually wants. Like who who mm. is who's giving the stuff to us? It who's deciding that we want to watch this stuff, you know? Like um you know, as opposed to something like uh like Ava where it speaks fundamentally to what uh what humans are. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not about some superficial uh political agenda. Exactly. So changing yeah. changing Evangelion to make it like or imagine that it was released on Netflix and they changed it so dramatically that it was just annoying to watch. That would oh. suck, right? Oh, dude. Isn't that what's happening to Marvel and DC and all these things? Aren't they just changing it all up so that yeah, it's and, and difficult the, to watch? The, well, the comic books mostly. But then, you know, it's it's going to eventually get into the movies as well. Where yeah. they kind of force this political agenda into it. Which, you know, I just want to make it clear that like all this liberal stuff... It's not inherently bad, but the fact that you're just injecting it into a story which doesn't need it. Yeah. yeah which, yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, uh, Evangelion is like that. Um, it's kind of like that that uh, sugar-coated pill, right? It's like on the surface, it's like it's really, you know, eye candy. The animation's great. The giant robot fights are spectacular. It's marketed as like this escapism show yeah but then you watch it and, the and pill then you dissolves. take you take that medication the pill dissolves and right like, oh. yeah. yeah like uh as opposed to what's going on right now in american media where it's like a sugar-coated placebo yeah. <laughs> where it's like oh we're telling you this is good for you no i, I would take it one step further hmm. i would say it is a it's also a sugar-coated pill but the content 
is uh <laughs> is that is that that forceful uh, oh, okay. ideology yeah. you're like taking the sugar pill it's like yeah uh you know avengers and cool stuff and then you and then in the inside it's like oh no uh, ideologies no <laughs> <laughs> damn <laughs> No, oh, that, that's just, that. Uh, we're veering off course now, talking about all kinds of stuff. Yeah, but, but that's uh, what Ava does. Like, that's it, what Ava yeah. does. Ava's like the center of this fucking cultural impact. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I'm really happy that you're on the podcast with me. Uh, I'm talking about this. I'm really um, glad to be here. Yeah, let's uh, put in some plugs for you. Uh, oh. So, of course, um, it, I don't, you know, for everyone that doesn't know, Jobby the Hong. Toy Review Channel. Toy Review Channel. <laughs> awesome channel. Go check it out. It's one of my favorite channels. Original content. Um, oh, dude. You know, <laughs> Thanks, man. It's, uh, you know, I'm, on, I'm being honest, you know. Yeah. You, you don't have a large following for no reason. Like, you know, all of your content is true to its nature. And you've always stayed true. And even if you... Well, I try. You know, I try to stay true to myself. I don't yeah, want to get, yeah. you know, absorbed in the whole... Like the stream that YouTube is currently traveling. Yeah, in, so. yeah. So even if you YouTube changes or technology changes and takes it different direction, you're still hanging on there, and it shows the that channel it, is know, my Ava. Yeah, the channel is channel's Ava, <laughs> yeah. my Ava. Yeah. After the sun, the moon, the stars are all gone. Yeah. I'll still be here. Yeah, <laughs> you, you got that AT field. The AT field, yeah. AT fields up, <laughs> man. Oh, definitely. Like I'm gonna talk more about Ava going forward. Yeah, too. man. So, yeah. Uh, f- you know. Check out Jobby's channel, um, YouTube, uh, you know. YouTube.com slash Jobby the Hong. Jobby the Hong. Yeah. Check him out on Twitter, Instagram, um, and everywhere else. And, uh, you know, and as for this podcast, you know, th- this is episode number two. So we'll uh, also try to uh, do some more things related to these subjects. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, not necessarily anime and things mm-hmm. like this, but anything that has to do with truth. Right. And, uh, and it just so happens that Evangelion deals heavily with that. So yeah, yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah. yeah. And so this is the, this podcast might seem like it's all over the place, but, you know, there's a lot of things that are true, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why I called it Real Vibes because this is Real this Vibes. Is, yeah, this no is, script. Uh, this is all about truth and getting to it and, you know, showing mm-hmm. what, what we believe. And, and you come from, uh, for all of you guys that don't know, this is my brother-in-law as well. Yeah. So, uh, and you, you come from my hood. And, uh, <laughs> That's you know, right. We, we all live in the same place and we understand this, you know, like, and I will, this is another thing, like, South LA is great, man. And like, uh, you know, I want to bring more attention to creators that mm-hmm. are in the area. So, um, yeah, I'm really grateful that you just doxed uh, me, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. No, <laughs> South LA is big, man. Oh, that's true. That's true. But uh, um, what I was trying to say is, um, you know, um, I'm happy to see creators from from come from here and do something, you know. And uh, hopefully, I can, you know, do something like that myself. Yeah, and get but, more uh, people. Yeah, I, I, it just gives me inspiration to watch anyone pull up from nothing and become something amazing like your mm-hmm. channel. So again. Thanks again. Thank we're, you. We're gonna freaking yeah. thank you for end having. this podcast and can stop these damn dogs from barking. <laughs> <laughs> and we out. Thanks. Bye bye.